Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Flats and Shanks weekly podcast. Episode maybe 62. We've done a lot this year, boy. What? Ever? Oh, this year. Oh, God. Mm. Well, 62. this season, I would say, this year... You know, where's your year start? Is it April till May? Yeah. Tax year? Is it calendar year? Is it school year? Is it the rug? Is it the rugby season? It's rugby year. Um, I don't even know when it started and ended, mate. Or is it still going? We still playing rugby? I don't know. I don't know. Are we breaking off to form a new European competition? I don't know. We are actually. We've got the Rainbow Cup. Starting next week. Apparently, I've just I just clicked on this. Well, before we came on, I clicked on this article that apparently is really good about that European Super League thing in football. And I'm looking. It's in the New York Times. I'm looking forward to reading it and feeling clever because I'm reading something from the New York Times. Mate, the amount of money they're talking about. They're talking about nearly like three and a half, four billion extra Christ. money. <sighs> wow, wow. Um, I don't know enough about it yet to comment though. So I just. What I'm going to say is I agree with Gary Neville, whatever he says, okay? Oh, I love Gary. The, the, but one, one, one thing that I saw, and this is, I'm going, to, I'm going to butcher this now, I'm going to murder this now, but it was basically like, if it's not sport if you can't lose. You can lose on the scoreboard, but if you can't lose and you can't get relegated and you're in regardless and all that kind of, it's not sport, it's content. Okay, so is a Gallagher Premiership this year content? Well, that's the point, Tom. That's the point. I think this is. I think for this year, it feels right. It, in fact, they had to do it because, mm. you know, you'd have had teams someone getting relegated because they didn't have enough positive COVID tests from opposition teams. Like that's why they would have. Like, they could have gone down for that. Um, and Worcester have won games that they haven't played, and they've only actually won one that they have played. You know, so they could have stayed <laughs> up having won one game. But I, I am a firm. I, I firmly oppose ring fencing for that reason and I'm I'm up I'm up there to be where it's possible down, I will but. say where it's possible because in the pro 14 it is ring fence because who else are you going to bring in 
Yeah, there's only two Scottish teams, only four Welsh teams, only yeah. four Irish teams. Yeah, where do so, they go? Yeah, exactly. Um, so where possible, yeah, I, I do agree. Because, I mean, you know, it does get exciting um, towards the end of the Pro 14 because teams are either going for playoff competition spots or they're going for Champions Cup rugby rather than Challenge Cup rugby. So there is still a lot to play for, but there's nothing like seeing a team desperately playing for survival is there no I love it no I love it but anyway it's anyway Jeopardy boy it's Jeopardy isn't it anyway did you watch Line of Duty last night oh you hated it I, oh it's so good It. I can't stop talking about I can't stop saying no we're sucking on diesel I've said it about 40 times today I've hashtagged it on Twitter a few times now we're sucking on diesel by the letter of the law, fella. The letter of the law. Mm. Oh, do you know what? Gordon, how dare you? You have to oh. really concentrate. It's like watching, I don't know, Spiral with subtitles or Gamora. Yeah. Because so many names, you know, they're bringing about, they're talking about people in the first, second, third, fourth series, and you've really got to concentrate. Um, so, I mean, spoiler alert now, if you've. I haven't watched it yet. Why on earth haven't you? It's Monday. Yeah. Um, or just don't blame us. Just put your fingers in your ears and go la 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 for a, for a couple of minutes. Um, so I just want to check a couple of things with you. So you know when um, I went to the police, uh, went to the prison to speak to the second guy. Yeah. And uh, so was this, I can't remember his name. Terry was it? Um, was he insinuating that Hastings? told told them about Corbett being an undercover cop I think to a point I think maybe yes but and I that's think why Hastings has given um, 50 grand of that money to Corbett's wife through guilt yeah yeah okay that, that's what that but okay. I think he probably told them there was a rat at which point they started looking and found it to be Corbett why did Hastings tell him there was a rat in exactly, my, Tom. In the kitchen, what am I going to do? Exactly, Tom. Yeah, okay, okay. Exactly. Why would he do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, another one, another one. Um. So, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. You throw, I've Have thrown myself. I've thrown myself. Have a think. Mm. Have a think. Okay. Take your time. Mm. There's no such thing as dead air. Have you got any questions on it? Well, I think well, my second point was going to be. I get I get a bit forgetful and muddled about it, but I just let it let let those bits that I can't remember and names I don't remember flow over me a bit and still really enjoy it. But um, oh yeah, here was, here's now, my other one. Here was my other one. Oh, here we go. I remembered it. Um, definitely. Now this is this has cropped up a couple of times. Um, spelt wrong. Again, it's spelt with an A. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, and so, as soon as it popped up. Hastings did that watch it. in the fifth series, didn't he? When he was typing, uh, pretending that he was a crime lord member. Um, and he wrote yep. definitely the wrong way. Now, I don't know whether he was trying to interpret who was writing it or where maybe that's a giveaway clue. But it now just seems too obvious. And they're too clever just to pin it on, on Hastings because everyone's talking about it's, it's got to be Hastings. I mean, we thought, well, I thought the one of the, the political policemen, you know the one I'm talking about, who was always in the... Um, uh, meetings with Hastings and his boss. I yeah. thought, thought he was a bad one. 
thought he was a bad apple, but it now turns out that he's not. And he was fighting to, to keep AC12 um, alive and funding for it. And that little scene... So he says. Yeah, so he says. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, we, could, we have to take him by his word at the moment. It looked, take him on his word. It looked yeah, genuine. Sure. Yeah, okay. So, my question to you is... Is H. Hastings? I... No. No. One, because one, I hope he's not. Osborne. Two, two, because he's still... He didn't... He chose not to bring in PC Pilkington... Mm. when he could and arrest him and do him when he could because he said there's a bigger fish out there and he, he went against his colleagues to delay the arrest of Pilkington so that they could get to H, get to the fourth man slash woman. Mm. Okay. All right? Yeah. All right. Um, I thought it was very clever how they talked about essentially what would have been the Stephen Lawrence murder as well 17 years ago. Yep. Yep. Straight in. Yep. Yep. Very good. Very good. I watched a, docu- it's, it's I watched a documentary on that. Brilliant. Too. Not too long ago. And it was. I've watched that. Isn't incredible. it awful? Yeah. Incredible. What went on? Isn't it awful? Yeah. And it though, is. apart from anything else. But no one, not, but no one really likes to talk about it. But, you know, they've they've come out, <sighs> they've put it in the, um, in the episode, you know, the elephant in the room. I thought it was um, brilliant writing. On that that Stephen Lawrence documentary, what from the case? One of my most vivid memories is the the suspects arriving at court to, you know, baying crowds yeah. and being so aggressive. And I think from memory, one of them flobbing into the crowd like, yeah, so aggressive. You're like, ah, oh, you, this is all this, this this whole thing is about like completely unnecessary violence that ruins lives and takes lives and ruins people's whole lives, but my gut reaction is being completely honest i would love to be violent to those people but you you can't not that i'm not going to but you can't think like that because it's like that is literally what got us here mm. what you've got to do is punish them in a way they hate and don't understand that's what you've got to do crying baby i'll do it for me <laughs> heavy metal in the side of the room and then baby screams like sas we can salad for you <laughs> how are you getting on with your honor yeah I've just watched one actually. Um, it's good. Um, it's good. I like it. Oh, to be David Flatman watching your on on a Monday. Oh, God, do, you know what, do you know what's happened today? Oh, I've just lucked out because oh. my kids aren't back at school yet. They're not back till school tomorrow. They've had three weeks off, so they get an inset day, obviously. Yeah. For Easter, or whatever. So they're not back in, but they've they're out. Um, they're out like play dates, um, and my girlfriend is at work in London. Oh, I've got and a girlfriend. I've got a girlfriend. Oh, back of the net. And I am on my own in my house. And the girls will get back in an hour or so. And that's, but it's, I got back. I went to the gym. Wasn't going to mention it. Went to the gym. I had a blimmin' workout. Came home and thought, I have got an hour until I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to make a coffee. And I'm going to sit on my massive ass on my sofa. And I, you end up flicking through your phone and doing a few emails and stuff. But it's nice time, Tommy. How many episodes are you in? Fella. Seven. Eight. So, I'm on eight now. It's ten, isn't there? I've finished it Is there? a couple of days ago. Good finish? I liked it. Okay. I don't want to give too much away or anything away. I liked it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, boy. Um, hey, what, hey, what have you been up to, fella? I went down to Tembe for the weekend. Oh, 
Here we go. Visit See, Big Jim, was it? Visit Big Jim, yeah. See how he's doing. Oh. He's doing well. He's doing well. He's grown some side um, burns now. Side boards. Are they burns like JPR boards? Williams. Side mm. burns. Mm. Like JPR? Not quite as bushy. Mm. Okay. Um, but they suit him. Uh, so we went down to Tembe with the family, the fam. Uh, it was lovely, actually. Bit of time on the beach. I know you're a beach man. Beachman. Uh, fish and chips. We got a lovely Sunday takeaway roast from On George's in the middle of Tembe. Delicious. Oh. Um, popped over to see my mate Luger. He's oh, he's down there, is he? Yeah, he's got a pub, the new inn in Amroth. Lovely spot, but can't open it properly yet. Still sort of takeaway food, takeaway beers. No one can sit outside in the beer garden, but there's a beach opposite. Um, so I had a chat with him on his um, on the roof of his new gym that he's built. What? Yeah, it's big as well. So oh, he's made it. Home uh, gym is that? Yes, it is. His oh. son Alfie um, is a very good gymnast. He's in the Welsh gymnastics squad for his age. I think he might be thirteen now. He was thirteen actually. It was his birthday. I give him a little. I give him a little tenor and a secret handshake. Oh, and Alf, give him a little from the top. You know, coming down, give him a high five. Had a tenor in the in the palm. Slipped in. <laughs> well, that's for you, fella. <laughs> It was really good, actually. Really smooth. He took out my hand and put it straight in his pocket. Good boy. Didn't tell his mum and dad. Boy. Probably going to spend boy. it on sweets. Um, he, I remember I had this bloke who came to do some electrics once at the house, and he was a he was a kind of a mate of Ollie Barkley or Ollie's dad or something. And uh, I said uh, he walked in. I don't know him that way. He said, "I've just seen him. Just seen him." I said, "Sorry, just seen him." Who and I went pot round his place. Who? Ollie. Oh, right. Cool. I didn't know who you were talking about because you didn't say his name. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Got him up early, but uh, shot a 20 at him. Sorted him out. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't understand. And I was, like, I, I was like, mate, I don't understand what you're talking about. And yeah, he wasn't happy, but I shot a 20 at him. And it basically was like, he overpaid me by 20 quid. So I just knocked on his door at quarter to eight in the morning and said, oh, you overpaid me. his 20 quid. And Ollie was like, cheers, mate. Um, did you have to wake me up? But anyway, Cool. Thanks a lot. Yeah, shot a 20 at him. And he used to, he used to, you know when you say I've got a bone to pick with you? Yeah. He used to, even when he didn't, he never had a bone to pick with me because we weren't like mates really. He was just doing some electric stuff at us and he used to scratch his man's area a little bit and go, whoop, got an airy bone to pick with you. Sounds like David Brent. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say, what? What do you want to talk about? No, all's good. All's good. How are you, fella? It's like, okay. You just, you've got a gag. You've shoved it in, so to speak. Where it doesn't belong, it scratches balls. Got every bone to pick with you, <laughs> Ryan Powell. Do you remember Ryan Powell? Scrum half went to Worcester yeah. for a bit. Um, yeah, he used to. If someone was coming into the room, like a, one of the coaches, um, he put his hands down his pants, right, and f- fiddle with his his little meat and veg. And then uh, as they come close, he shake, he pull it out and shake the hand. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, nice, to, nice to see you this morning, Di. Shake his hand like that. Oh like, no! Oh. <laughs> I remember he did it to Clive Griffiths once, who was coming to take a defensive session, and he had his hands down his pants, and as Clive Griffiths walked in, he took his hands out and shook his hands. Oh, no. <laughs> that is gross. Oh, anyway, though, um, a trip to Tenby Flats, I popped in to see my uncle. Um, Name? Uncle Ron Hurlow. Okay. Okay. Um, Sounds like a movie. Yeah. Um, 
He's been my uncle forever. Of course he has, since you were born, probably. And um, he's been retired for a long time. But over the whole of my playing career, so from London Welsh all the way up to retiring, um, he's collected or he's had articles sent to him um, from paper cutouts, which have featured um, myself. And he handed me three very large scrapbooks. I'm talking like meter by half meter scrapbooks, three of them from the whole of my career, nearly every game. Um, wow. Yeah, it's brilliant. So there's a little bit on London Welsh, there's a fair bit on Saracens. You've, I haven't read them properly, but I've sort of had a little um, skim through them. And I've seen your name <laughs> crop up a couple of times. Old Darren Flatman. Sure. And, Darren um, Flashman. And uh, they will take the best part, I reckon, of a week to read them all, um, which is absolutely incredible. So Yeah, amazing. Yeah, really nice as well. Really, you know, he's been doing it for what, 15 years. Uh, I actually sent you a photo, didn't I, of one of the programmes. The yeah. First, I think, I would say the first game we've ever played against each other, but I remember playing against you uh, for Middlesex when you were playing for Kent. Do you? Yes. Was it Kent or Surrey you played for? Kent Battergy. Yeah. And um I remember I remember seeing your name on there because there was all talk about these Dulwich boys and after the game I just thought overrated, personally. <laughs> <laughs> like Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not remember playing against Middlesex. But uh, I think we played at Roslyn Park. Maybe it wasn't playing, maybe that's why you didn't know. I think we played at Roslyn Park because uh, Andrew Sheridan was um, who was the guy in The Simpsons? Who's Homer? No, <laughs> Barney. <laughs> no, who's the bully in The Simpsons? He's the kid. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, he used to laugh like that. Oh, what's his name now? Oh, I can't remember. Okay, but Sherry, Sherry was like him. Yeah, he, he was just like running over people for fun. Yeah, no one could stop him because he was that big. Like, he's probably as big as he is. Like now than he was then. Nelson. Nelson Muntz. Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> he was like him. <laughs> Nelson. Uh, I was like Ralph. He's <laughs> picking my nose. Yeah, I was a little chubby kid. <laughs> yeah. Was that, sa- was, that, was that Family Guy? No, it is Simpsons. You'd be like, yeah, you'd be like Chief Wiggum, you'd be. <laughs> Chief Wiggum. <laughs> You remember one oh. episode, he just answered the phone, the phone rang and he went, no, and put the phone down. <laughs> I love Chief Wiggum. I tell you, you remind me of, in your honour, is uh, is the black guy who's running for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Every time there's a dinner, he's telling a story. <laughs> and then he's got, and then he's just, he's just taken his mate, his godson home, the one who did the thing. Yeah. And he says, "Hey, you want to, you want to, you want to drive home in a real car?" And he gets in. He's got, a, he's got an absolutely banging whip with great tunes. I'm like, "That's me. That is what I'm like as a godfather." I turn up with an awesome whip, loads of presents, then disappear. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. He was in the Wire. He's the one who was. Oh, was he? Have you watched the Wire? Um, yeah, I, I can't remember it though, mate. I watched it years ago. She, he used to say, "She, Clarence." That was him. Okay, she. So anyway, I sent you a photo of when Wales A played England A. In 2001, in Wrexham. Or was it 2000, it might be, actually? It uh, doesn't say on here. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Um, but I thought it'd be good to go through the teams and try and work out what they're doing now. 
So if we go if we go through position position each. So if we start at fifteen, okay. Uh, Reese Williams, Cardiff. Uh, he was Wales A fifteen. Um, he's now working as business development manager, amongst other things, at the WRU. Yep. England's fifteen. There you go. Uh, Sam, Paul Sampson, um, good mate of mine, actually godfather to his little boy. Mm. So he is, he's doing well, uh, lovely kids, uh, lovely little setup up in Windsor and he's doing um, life coaching among other things. And uh, yeah, bright guy, Could do doing good things. Nick Warren, um, he was a solicitor. Uh, can't tell you what else he's doing now. Wing. There you go. Dave Reese played for England, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Mara, they call him. I think he's got a gym in Bristol. I think he's got a gym in Bristol. Could be wrong. 13. Okay. Um, Jamie Robinson played 13. Cardiff. Uh, he works for a company called Gavcal, a financial company. Good bloke. Mm. More fun than his brother, I always found. After a couple of blooming beers. He's more honest than his brother. Put it that way. <laughs> what, no, what? His brother, no fee, Nicky? <laughs> Oh, I'll do this for us, wee boys. No, I'm joking. Nicky's a. I'm doing him down. I like to do him down on podcast because he doesn't. Whenever I see him, he doesn't stop talking about the time that he and I had a nice weight session in in Japan together um, when we were staying in wherever it was during the World Cup. A nice session, and then later that night, I went back to record the podcast with you. And later that night, he listened to it, and I was hammering him for being a terrible Nick. <laughs> He's like, "You two face bastards." <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. He's also known as V V neck Nicky as well because he loves a V neck cashmere jumper with a shirt. Well, with a chest like that. Yeah, and you know, some massive red lips and red teeth from all the wine. <laughs> the wine. Uh, Leon Lloyd. Now, Lloydy works for, was he? he was in the city for a bit. He wrote a book. Actually, wasn't a big book, but it was a good book. Um, and now, now, Lloydy. I, wanna, I don't want to get it wrong, you see, because he does something really good. So you talk about your next one. Okay. And I'll get, I'll get Lloydy up here. Well, I played 12 that day, just front foot. Giving the boys a platform. Um, Remember when you came inside that time? I bashed you. Oh, remember? You threw me then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a video of this as well. Uh, so I was giving my dad gave me a bunch of videos, which I'm going to have to go through, find a VHS player first. Um, but I've got this video as well. So I think maybe we should watch it. Maybe we should do some alternative commentary to that. Yeah, it'd be good actually. Um, Leon Lloyd, by the way, is um, well, he's now part of the. Yeah, I know, but I, I knew I knew what he was doing, but I forgot the name, and I thought it was Catch the Play for some reason, Switch the Play Foundation. Um, so really interesting about about career transition type stuff, and he is he's just like we don't want this is not what we're doing with this little going through the team, but Lloydy is just one of the best blokes. He is just mm. like the best guy. Easily the best guy to come out of Leicester by a mile. I remember, he's doing really well. I remember Lloydie came on a uh, Wasp Foundation golf trip to La Manga and he was sharing with Reese Williams, who was playing 15 that day. And yeah. he'd never been before. And Reese Williams was like, you know, just stand by me, stick with me. You know, it's it's not that bad. You get through it. And gave him a big speech about how he's going to manage, you know, the drink in the golf and all of that. Um, and then next minute we looked across and Reese Williams was flat out asleep in the bar on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> looked at my watch. It's like half ten. Oh, God. I know. I know. Um, uh, Jamie Noon played 
12 for a Saturday. I think he's still in France, Nooney. Yes. Um, hell of a guy, hell of a player, I always thought, hard as nails. And um, he, I think he's an agent in France now. I think you're right, mate. I think yeah. you're right. Go on, 11. Craig Morgan, 11. Cardiff. Had an unbelievable start to his international career. Got a handful of caps. Scored a couple of lovely tries. Um, I think South Africa was one of his first caps. Actually, underrated player. Um, really skillful. Really pacey. Loved to chip and chase. Uh, when he left rugby, he was working at Greg's, I believe. The Bakers. Uh, I'm not sure in what capacity. But um, that's all I can tell you. I, I couldn't tell you what else he's up to now. Okay. Okay. Um, Jason Robinson, never did anything. Yours? Craig Warlow, number 10. I'm on now. Yep. Bridge End. Um, always wore a scrum hat when he played. Um, a little bit like Monty Burns. Very good player. Creative. Yep. Uh, went and played the Dragons a little bit. Oh, I don't know. I'm just waffling now, mate. I couldn't tell you what he's up to. Fine, fine. Uh, Andy Good. The only reason I'm not saying too much for like people like Jason Robinson and Andy Good is because everyone knows what they're up to. Um, so we, we don't need to dwell on those. Andy Good, um, you know what he's doing now. Who is your nine? He's got an average pod. Um, a nine, Hugh Harris, <laughs> Bridgend. Couldn't tell you. Okay, Martin Wood. Uh, quite, I mean, looked like Eamon Holmes um, mm. and a bit like Lovejoy. Um, broke his neck on a trampoline in about 2004, five, 2005, I think, playing at Bath. Uh, we lived together. He was showing off to some girls on a trampoline, uh, gymnast, gymnast. And he said, watch this. North Yorkshire under 15 gymnastics champion, love. Watch this. Uh, broke his neck. I and mean, that sounds like a terrible story. It is. He got off and said, God, that hurt. He landed on his head. We all laughed. Thought it's hilarious. Fast forward a week, as had x-rays. And they said, you've actually broken it. And he's like, oh, bloody hell. Went to hospital, had a knock. He was absolutely fine. But they said, there is a, you've dislocated this and we're not quite sure how you don't feel worse. But they said you can't play again. So he then went to work in the And now he lives up north in Harrogate with his lovely wife, Eva, who we call Evo because it annoys her a bit, and his kids. And he's got a signage company. Such a bath culture back in that day, wasn't it? Showing off, chauvinistic. Um, he he was showing off. Um, but it, we, we, he still looks back and laughs about it. Um, so there you go. Eight. Number eight, Emir Lewis. Um, I'm not actually sure what he's doing day to day. Uh, but he does do a lot of commentary, radio, and a bit of TV for S4C. He's a Welsh speaker. Yeah, okay, that's good. Mm. Uh, Joe Worsley was coaching at Bordeaux, defence coaching now. I think he's at Castro, I think, doing defence there. Mm. Biggest head in the game. Yeah, Melonhead, massive head, cowhead, bushead, blockhead, brickhead. Yeah, I always, re I always remember Neil Back just slotting him in one of the finals in, I think it might have been a Premiership final, in Twickenham. They're just running off the back of a line out to a wide ball Neil Back just comes down the side and <laughs> flat out nails him did he with the right hand yeah incredible um, Gavin Thomas number seven Dougie great guy great guy yeah he did have a sort of events company at one stage he was putting on sort of festivals um, not seen him for a while uh, Jehovah Witness um, but loved his company and he, lo he loved hanging around in the back line he was a back at heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, great guy, Lewis Moody. We know all about Lewis Moody, legend. Um, I love the. I love your number six. Remember him well. Yeah, Nathan Budget. Um, looked a bit like me, just a bit taller, balder. Yeah. He was yeah. a medical rep. Um, uh, in Great Nick. Good line option. That's all I know. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, R6 was Steve White Cooper, mm. the Quinn's back row. Poshest guy ever to play for England, uh, but just an epic bloke. I think he was born in Cape Town, a South African lilt. Uh, he got a couple of caps for England uh, on the 01 tour when the Lions was going on, and we all, we all got a couple of cheap caps over there. Great bloke. And he quit rugby quite early, I think, to go and set up, uh, I think, like a recruitment agency in the city. Bright bloke, good bloke. I think his sister was married... I mean, this is inappropriate. I think she was, um, you know, by if you're if you're a male chauvinist pig, you would probably describe her as incredibly attractive. And mm. she was married to Gianluca Viali, I believe. Um, but he does recruitment in the city now. I love that guy; he was great. Uh, number five, Chris Stevens, Bird. Um, he was an electrician, I believe, but that's all I've got. Great line right, option: tall, lanky, wiry. Yeah, our second rows we we don't need to say much about because we had Steve Borthwick and Ben Kay, decent set. Who was your other second row? Uh, Craig Cornell works for um, a family company doing water filtration. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, he is enormous. He's massive, mate. He's absolutely but, but big, muscly, strong, massive. You want to see his golf swing? It's like he's chopping down that's a hilarious. tree. The sound is incredible. He lives um in the Vale Hotel. He's got a. Uh, a flat on the grounds there and he's got his own golf buggy just drives around is that true yeah it is true it's it's a bit like michael jordan but just sort of probably a tenth of the wealth level and a state level <laughs> yeah um good on him um our tight head prop was john mallet he's now um director of rugby i believe director of sport or director of rugby down at um Millfield School. Okay. Doing very well. Hell of a guy. Um, hard old boy. Mm. Hell of a guy. Um, very, very deep voice. Do you know his father? Lump. No, who? Timmy. No. Anyway. <laughs> very good. I was just waiting for that. <laughs> I said lump, as in hammer. It's a lump hammer. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> Timmy's better, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, ben Evans, uh, tight head prop. <sighs> I think he's over in Australia. I think he married a, a lady. And he's living in Australia. I'm not sure what he's doing. He popped up about a year and a half ago. I saw him from a distance at uh, one of the Cardiff Blues games. Um, oh, sorry, I should call his name correctly. The Ben Evans. Ah, right. Okay, because he'd sign his name and someone would go around on the shirts and balls and sign the above him every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going around doing an England signing session and the subs went, you know, last. They got the worst slots, you know, nine at night. Mm. And we're going around and just signing mine and every one of Jason Leonard's. I just put a number one in a circle with a kiss next to it on all of his thinking this is hilarious. We all thought it was brilliant. And I told my dad about it. And he's like, mate, that's so disrespectful. He's a legend. Mm. Sort yourself. I was like, yeah, yeah, sorry I did that. Kerry Sweeney used to sign his name and with a Y, he'd do like a Y and he'd do a couple of eyes above the the bottom of the Y, the curls, it looked like a smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, your hooker uh, Jonathan Humphreys legend yeah we know where he is now yeah we know where he is now uh, you're, we often get asked he's the best player you ever played with I, I, I flip and flop between it's three guys really I flip and flop amongst. Jonah Lomu Jonathan Humphreys yeah play with I always <laughs> say Tim Pino. Warren yep Nick Abendanon or John Humphreys he Good was point. I loved him uh, Richard Kirk London Irish hooker I've completely forgotten Kirky um, didn't get to know him well he's a Kiwi I think Oh, Didn't get to know him well. That may have been the only time I ever played with him. But we had a good night out after that, Kirky and Shep. We called John Mallet's called Shep because of um, 
Shep, Shep to Mallet, the place. Um, so everyone's called Shep. So we had a good night out with Kirky and Shep um, in Chester, I think, after that game in Wrexham. And then, um, and it spilled back to the hotel afterwards. But Matt Stevens, the Bath prop, also has a massive head. So he was called Son of Shep because he had a massive head. Hence, Matt Stevens being called Sauce for his whole career. Yeah. We all call, call him Sauce or Saucers because he was Son of Shep because he had a big head like Shep. Mm. Um, loose head prop. I like your loose head prop. He was very good. Yes, and Thomas. Billy Bonfire, we used to call him. <laughs> Why? Because whenever he's speaking in meetings, his face would just go so red. <laughs> <laughs> or if you took the piss out of him, he'd just get a real red face. Um, <laughs> he is working from what I gather for smart solutions um, so see, that, that, see they are the sort of company names that really annoy me because you go past in a van and it's like DL solutions smart solutions solutions to what yeah, just they, say what you do they provide workforce um, into say that then we provide workforce people solutions into things them. like um, big distribution centres that sort of stuff Okay, uh, and Ali said it was David Flatman, broadcaster. Um, quick run through the benches. Gummersall, uh, we know Gummersall. Ali Heifer now, uh, big bossing at the Saints. Tom May, Rob Hardwick. Um, hold on, Chris Forty. Yeah. You haven't said Tom May. He does walks and videos. Tom May does walks. Uh, Tom videos. May does a lot of stuff. Rob Hardwick, don't quite know what Rob does these days, but nice fella. Chris Forty, I think he's down at Hartbury College, but I love I loved Foro. I played a charity game with him after I retired. I loved playing with Foro because my favourite thing about Chris Forty, right? He was he was Gloucester born and West Country up born and bred. And we were playing against France A and we had an all right team out, but I was a kid, I was like nineteen or something, playing down in Toulouse against France A and it was they had a, just an unbelievable team out and it was like, oh no. And um it was my first game for the A's, I think. And um, Richard Hill was our coach and he said I want bags of aggression yeah I want bags of talk and I want bags of enthusiasm yeah and walked out and Chris Fort, for Chris Fort he looked around the change room and said boys anyone got a spare bag <laughs> 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 great bloke Grant Seeley uh, another big posho but a great fella and Andy Hazel another Gloucester boy and a, a good, great mate of mine still um Andy Hazel like this is this is a we'll, we'll, this is the last bit we're doing on, on my side um Obviously, I'm I'm big mate to Hazy and have been for 20 years, so that this is by it. But I remember playing against Gloucester. We had a really good team at Bath at this point, and um, we were beating every most most teams. We were beating really, and we were on a good run. And we went to Gloucester, and they weren't great, and we were. And I remember going to the first. There's a kickoff. They caught it, and whatever, and I got to guard. Next breakdown. I bet you did. Next breakdown. Yeah, went to, and, you guard. Next breakdown. Guard well two. I was. I went into the next breakdown, and a couple of us went in pretty hard to like counter ruck. And I remember Hazy hit that ruck harder than I ever got hit at a breakdown. And it's this weird thing where that psychs you up and it fires you up, and you're like, right, we're going to do this lot because they're they're up for it. But I, it, looking back, he hit that ruck ten seconds after kickoff, and I knew really we all knew there was no way we were going to win. He was wild, mate absolutely wild and he was he's a proper Gloucester legend anyway you like, like telling everyone not to look at his eyes <laughs> yeah exactly um, Andrew Lewis uh, he's working for Bruin Dolphin now Chris Anthony not sure uh, probably just gone on long walks up mountains James Griffiths couldn't tell you Alex Popham you know what? we know Pops yeah Pops uh, Paul John um, I believe he's coaching Hong Kong Sevens yeah Lee Jarvis He's a good player, mind. Who? Paul John. 
No, Paul John was good, but Lee Jarvis, remember playing against Wales A, I think, and I think he kicked 430 points or something. Is this a game we're talking about, do you think? No. Okay, it was another Wales A game, was it? Yeah. Okay. Didn't play many tests. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you what he's doing. Is he working on the railroads? Anyway, um, and Jason Jones-Hughes. Remember he's bought over from Australia? Oh, yeah. He did have a property development business in Cardiff, but couldn't tell you. Maybe if you post this picture on Twitter, people will actually listen to the pod or Instagram, whatever, can have a look and see what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, or we've just lost everyone for an hour. But yeah, those are the days, boy. Yep. Yep. Those are the days, fella. Your mum gave me a big hug after, didn't she? I went in tight as well, so it was like <laughs> breast on breast. And my dad my dad had to, my dad had to get you off, didn't he? You remember? Yeah. That's enough. Well, crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um rugby. Right, that's a, it's a, a four hour pod already. Should we talk about rugby? Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. crack on a bit um, no other rugby on at the weekend really I, well, I can tell you about um, Sun Hemisphere because it, well it's not shown on Sky or BT so it's it's difficult no um, Pro 14 so purely Gallagher which game were you at well I was at two games at the weekend I was at um, Gerard Exeter Exeter for Channel 5 live I was at Exeter against Wasps on Saturday mm-hmm. and in short, Wasps looked quite good in the first half. Chiefs looked a bit rusty and they were against a really strong wind and a brutal sun, which made taking high balls difficult. Um, and Stuart Hogg, Stuart Hogg probably had the worst 40 minutes of his rugby career. Oh, I saw um, charge not, down. Not everything he did was bad, but he had a couple of shockers. The charge down, he had a couple of shockers in that half and 
He threw a pass or an offload slash pass in his own third, which was never on in a million years. And it like went, to, it was just like, oh no. But we, you can laugh about it because you know he's going to dominate the second half. And mm. he was unreal in that second half. He was so good. Yeah. Um, so that was it. But Wasp just went away. Chiefs had the wind in the second half and the sun. I know that. They just disappeared, mate. And Lee Blackett said they rolled over. They absolutely fell apart. It was, honest, like, the, what's the word to describe it? It was so disappointing because it was like, oh, no, he didn't, he didn't need to do that, lads. They, they were good. They were winning at half time and they were good for it. Yeah. Umanga looked great and comfortable. And then the second half, they just, ab- I mean, they gifted, Chiefs were a lot better than them in the second half, but they gifted Chiefs loads of points and defensively they just fell apart yeah you could see that you know they started to get desperate really trying to throw passes over top they were picked off um i just love the work rate from hog for the kick chase spirals it and he just flies past a dog woo a dog who's got no real idea about who's around him he doesn't really look over he's ambling back for a player like that of that speed whether he's tired or not or whether you've just been on a long run and fatigue is setting or lactic is setting but Hogg just looked so fast and his hair was absolutely beautiful yeah. after um, I thought Ollie Devoto had a really good game as well yeah um, really good yeah I was uh, I thought it was going to be a cracker of a game uh, and it was for the neutral but because there's plenty of tries, but X just completely dominated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on, on Friday night, Saints beat Irish 44-26. That was proper. Remember Super 10, Super 12s? Yeah. That was Super 12s rugby. There was no defence. There were loads of tries. It was great to watch. Probably unsustainable in terms of the way that both teams played. But Alex Mitchell, the Saints 9, was just class. Ollie Hassel-Collins, the Irish winger, was just really hard to handle. Dan Bigger looked really good, fella. Yeah. Really good. To see the break he made. Coming back yeah. in on a switch. Really good. I'm yeah. not sure he put under the post, but he looked really good. He's so comfortable. Like you watch yeah. him when he's just executing a three V two or a two V one, just knows exactly what to do. He's his stock is rising and there's no doubt he's become a better player since going to Northampton. Now that was a great game, as was Exeter Wasp. Now it's a hard one, isn't it? Because we want to see rugby like this because it's exciting, because there's tries, because the edgier seat stuff. Um, and we love all that, but is this the this is the product I want to see? And I think part of it plays a fact that we have summer rugby, but you're not going to get games like this without you know a litter of mistakes, are you? You know there has to be a lot mm. of mistakes, there has to be turnover ball, and I'm all for that. I don't mind if teams want to go out and try things because if it comes off, it comes off. If it doesn't, then you've got potential of other teams scoring tries. So I know it's not ideal for a lot of people and a lot of people will be looking at the game thinking, well, it's just so many mistakes, you know, especially if you're on Northampton or Wasp. But that's what I want to see, mate. You know, I'd much yep. rather see a game like that than a close 4-12-9 game. You know, we need you need mistakes to happen in games. You need people to get tired in games so that opportunities arise. Yep. It's probably the point I'm trying to make. Um, how well did Sale do to last with 14 men? Or Very, very good. I mean, yeah. Minerals, Alex Anderson said, that was about right. Yeah. Um, the red card was absolutely red, obviously, but they, but Gloucester are just kicking themselves, mate. You mm. just cannot turn over ball. You can't give the ball, you cannot give the ball to a team 
with 14 men because they are desperate to have the ball so they know where it's going so they don't overstretch themselves so they can do what they want with it. Sale had too much ball but loads of grit. Um, yeah. Faf de Klerk was sharp. AJ McGinty came on and did a really good job. Like that is a that is actually a really good win. Really good. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, and Quinn, Quinn's put 50 on Worcester but oh, Quinn's mate. looked great but mate and yeah. Worcester scored a couple of late tries as well mind. Yeah, they did. Uh, they scored one right at the end, didn't they, with a shocking kickoff. Uh, I saw one of the tries. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, it was one of the wingers because it was just from a kick chase. And there is zero kick chase from Worcester. One pass from whoever's playing. It was on the right wing. I'm trying to think now. Um, it would have been... Uh, would it be Tor- Green? Brown Green. Yeah. One Tor- pass, Green, yeah. throws inside. And that basically takes out about... 12 Worcester defenders that's yeah. that's not coaching I mean you know you've got a level of intellect to play the game at that level you know you have to be intelligent to play yeah. you've got to realise your own spacing like one pass to take out 12 people that's just that should never ever happen and then it's just hands Marchant I think might put um, I don't know who it was it, wasn't, it wasn't Murley it could have been um I'm not sure. Northmore, maybe down the left hand side. Yeah. yeah, but it was just way too easy. It's just like four passes, done. Yeah, um, but shouldn't happen like that. Still great. I still love watching games um, with plenty of tries. Yeah, it is fun, and you know we don't we don't own the we don't own the clubs, do we? No, so we don't. We don't. Kind of, we yeah. don't. But it's you know the Super Rugby in the Southern Hemisphere have a really good product of, of good rugby and. I think we saw quite a few good examples of sort of the level of of how the Gallagher Premiership can compare to Super Rugby. It, it was quite level playing field. It's quite similar, I thought, yep. in, in the style of play. So all positive, mate. Bristol ended up easily beating Newcastle by the end. Uh, Max Bailey's just chip over the top. It's nearly a great chip, but it was one of those lucky bounces and he's just under the posts. Yeah. Um, they lose Callum Sheedy quite early, but Johan Lloyd comes on. He's really impressive. Um, He's great, isn't he? He is great. You know, if you want a, a sort of yin and yang, which you do uh, as a as a number ten, you know, you, you need two players that complement each other. He gets a lot of game time as well. Um, yeah. So you know, when he's coming on, you're still confident. You think, oh yeah, Johan's on. We can still do a decent job. Hope Sheedy's all right. Um, probably should have been a red card, I thought, uh, with that late hit. But that's a red all day, that fella. Yep. All day long. I don't understand how it's not red, but there we are. It's a cheap shot. Your mighty team, Bath. Oh, what a game. I was there. It was so weird. Like Leicester Leicester weren't completely dominant, but they were largely dominant. Their set piece got almost every decision. I think it might have got every decision. Um, So quite often Bath got themselves into good spots. Leicester packed down a scrum, penalty or free kick, Mm. pressure off. Both Kelly at at 12 played really well for Leicester. George Ford obviously played well. Ben Young's looked sharp. Like, they just looked, Jasper Visa's hilarious. I came away thinking, I don't quite know. I saw a couple of the Bath players in the car park. I said, I'm not quite sure how you won that. And they were like, yeah, us either. Like, but we did, so happy days. And Kick at the end. Amazing kick. Mm. Amazing kick from Ben Spencer. Wow. Mm-hmm. What what massive composure. Yeah. Guts on that. Oh, brilliant, man. And it was a, it was a really, really good game. And, you know, it... Bath never stopped and it was to the point where I sat in the crowd I, I, Stuart Hooper did a, or Zach Mercer did an interview with us afterwards and he goes yeah not many people would have thought we would have pulled that back and 
you know, from there and want to come back from there. And I was sitting in the stands with Durders. I said, they won't win from here. No way. Not because of Bath, because of Leicester. Leicester are playing really well. Like, There's no way they win from here. Bang mm. wrong, fella. Bang wrong. Uh, I was impressed with Will Muir on the wing. Horse, they call him. Mm. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, metal shoes. And I loved my moment of the of the week. There's been plenty, but to pick one that I really loved was the Sale game, Sale Gloucester, when uh, James just comes around the blind and puts it inside to Reed, who goes over. I just thought yeah. it was so good. Yeah, so nice. Brilliant bit of so nice. Brilliant bit of sort of analysis. Yeah, because you know to to have to be able to pull that move off is very difficult. Everything has to be perfect. You have to identify it in the right situation. They did that and perfect execution. Loved it. Very nice. Loved yeah, it. Fella. Um, um, yeah. All right, boy. Okay. Castro beat Toulouse 26-24 in a top 14. Didn't see that coming, but there we are. Um, that we're probably done now, aren't we, boy? Yeah, that'll do. What, uh, what are you up to for the rest of the week, mate? Oh, kids back to school, isn't it, fella? So finally get some work done. Uh, write a book, do some charity work and probably grill and go to the gym. Oh, nice. What about you? Um, I've got a bit of work on this week. Probably going to play golf tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Uh, we've got four balls are allowed next week. So. Oh, yeah. And outside uh, restaurants and pubs, if they've got an outside, will open as well. So Elvino might flow. I've got a table booked at a local pub Thursday, 6 nice. o'clock. Nice. lovely. It's going to be Baltic. It's like it's really sunny outside, beautiful, when it is so cold. Who cares, mate? Who cares? That's what thermals are for, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Get those Canterbury thermals on. Too right. Some gloves, some headgear, head torch. You'll be fine. Look, keep going, all right, boy? Yeah, nice one. Well done, guys. Right. Keep going. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.